Welcome to the Talk with Aaron Stock podcast. I am your host, Aaron Stock, a National Board Certified Teacher and Educational Coach. This podcast will provide you with actionable strategies, teaching tips, and creative ideas inspiring you to foster the most successful and engaging learning environment possible. Whether this is in your home, your classroom, or an entire school, let's partner together and keep students at the core of learning. Now put on your listening ears and let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Talk with Erin Stock. It has been several weeks now since I have released a new podcast, and that is because it, of course, was summertime. Everybody gets pretty busy with family being home, kids being home, vacations, time off, and things that just kind of take away from our usual routine. I also had planned on doing a couple of episodes prior to this one being released, but unfortunately, my family faced a very tragic accident which I will be discussing in a future podcast. And my time was taken away from getting some things done that I had planned. As much with life, we all have everything set out, right? And then we are suddenly reminded that we are not in control. On this episode, which I know could come at not the best time because I do realize that there are many of you out there who have already started school, but I wanted to put out a podcast on ensuring how to have the best start to your school year, both for you and for your children. And when I say children, I still am referring to anybody going to school, anywhere from the age of infants up into 18 years old and even into college years and teachers too, of course. Because as we all know, every new year has its new challenges. It has different challenges. It comes with frustration. It comes with excitement. It comes with so many unknowns. But ultimately, we want to make sure that we get off to the best start possible. And again, I do realize that some of you have already started school, but if it kind of got off to a rough start, you can hit that reset button and you can take some of these suggestions that I have into consideration and just start on the following Monday. That way you guys can get off on the right foot. You can get your family reset and recharged and you already had a practice run that may not have gone well. Let's just do a new practice run. And to be honest with you, again, because of this situation that happened with my family, I myself was unable to have the plan of getting on a schedule and getting into a routine a week before school started like I wanted to. Uh, This past week, I was supposed to start on Monday, setting my alarm, getting my kids up, getting everything ready to go, and starting them in daycare so that we would have our routine set in place a whole week before school started. That, unfortunately, did not happen, and here we are on a Wednesday, and today was the first day that I was able to wake up and feel a little bit more energized and ready to tackle our morning. So while we were still very late, and we would have missed lots of school bells, mine included, We did have a more smoother morning because of a couple of things that I did last night to prepare. And we now have tomorrow and we have Friday to continue this. And even on into the weekend, as much as we would like to sleep in, we will continue to get ourselves reset and recharged and ready to go with our new schedule. First and foremost, for everybody out there, the most important thing that you want to consider when starting a new school year is how to become excited about it. We are all coming off of an extremely challenging year from COVID. We're coming off a very frustrating year. We're coming off of a year where it was just so um, different than any other school year we've ever had. And so one of the best ways to get 
energized and looking forward to the next school year is to find something that gets you really excited about it. You can be excited that hopefully your kids are going back into a school building. You can be excited about the fact that maybe your kids are not going to have to wear masks. I know that that is a big thing still right now. Where I live, we definitely will still have to be wearing masks every day, all day. But I am grateful that my kids at least will be starting school and I myself will actually be in the building as well. That to me is finding joy in even some situations that may still be quite frustrating. For the children, getting them excited about seeing their friends, getting them excited about seeing a new teacher, a new classroom, being back in the building. I also know that there are some people who are dealing with quarantine already. I know some schools out in Hawaii that have started that have also already cut back because students um, have had to be quarantined. And so we're still working on that roller coaster of emotions and that roller coaster of scheduling but still try to look for the positive things that are still kind of coming out at the beginning of this school year. The one thing you most definitely do not want to do is discourage your child from going to school or if they are having a lot of anxiety about it or nervousness about it. As difficult as it might be sometimes, you really don't want to kind of encourage those emotions. You can say certain things like, I know this could be kind of scary. I know that you're very nervous. Let's think about some things that you are looking forward to. And if your child just simply says, like, I don't want to go, I don't want to do it. I am not excited about this. I'm not excited about anything. Really, really, really try hard to find something. Maybe go out and shop for a new pair of shoes. Maybe find a new outfit. Order supplies together or buy supplies together. Talk to them about the playground equipment. Talk to them about the new books that they're going to read. Talk to them about meeting new friends. Talk to them about being outside of the house and just feeling fresh air every day. Uh, Maybe buying a new lunchbox. Something that gives them something to look forward to. I know for middle school and high school kids, this can also be difficult. Uh, Maybe encourage joining a club, playing sports. Encourage them to just get up looking forward to the fact that at the end of the day, they can come home. (laughs) Just finding something that will bring them joy and something that will help them to get through the day. For teachers, I know that some of you are really hesitant to go back to school. I know that some of you are beyond excited to go back to school. And same feelings for you, especially if this is your first or second year. If last year was your first year of teaching, I congratulate you for coming back. First and foremost, you are to be commended for surviving a year of COVID and especially through distance learning. So I am so happy that you are returning. If this is your second year and you went through that first year of COVID with your kids and you're coming back and you're in the classroom, you can treat it as a first year. You can look at things as a first year teacher, but you also now have all of these new tools and resources and things that you never knew you could create that you can bring into the classroom. So build that excitement. If you are a teacher that is a bit hesitant, try to keep your students at the forefront of your mind. Try to keep thinking about all of the new relationships you're going to build, all of the new friends that your students will make, being able to socialize with the teachers that you may not have been able to socialize with last year, and just try to also find joy with a different perspective. The second thing that is super important for ensuring a great start to the school year is having a routine. 
This includes a regular sleep schedule, setting an alarm, getting up at the same time every day, going to bed at the same time every day, getting into a bedtime routine. As summer goes on, we really fall out of those routines. We ourselves as adults don't even want to go to bed at certain times. The sun is up a lot longer. The days are longer. The weather is warmer. Uh, Houses might be hot (laughs) from the heat of the day. There's socializing to be done. There's a lot of visiting with friends. There's just a lot more freedom sometimes that comes with summer. And so we really need to dial back now and get ready for fall. Another routine-based idea is ensuring that the kids know what they're going to have for breakfast, what they're going to have for lunch, preparing those meals the night before, possibly if you can, helping your kids to get involved in that. If you have an older student Have them make their own lunch. This ensures a couple of things. It ensures that that is done. It ensures that they made what they're going to eat. So if they're not eating their lunch, they made it. They can choose to take something else. And it also ensures that they are starting to become more independent with responsibilities that they really need to have as life skills. Everybody has to eat lunch. If your child refuses to make their own lunch, you you cannot allow them to continuously leave their house every day without a lunch because you do want to ensure that they're eating. But you also want to ensure that responsibility and that independence that they need to take their lunch with them. So if they are older, that is something that you can task your kids with. If they're younger, you can help them get involved and then eventually release that responsibility as the school year goes on. You want to also make sure that you practice these routines. So as I mentioned, I had planned on starting this this past Monday and that didn't work out. We are slowly easing our way into it, which was also not the plan. I like to just kind of rip off the bandaid and get ourselves going. And because I didn't have that, I kind of had to let go of that control and I just have to kind of let things ride, which as a recovering type A personality is not my favorite thing to do, but I just have to kind of run with the punches right now. And we just have to continuously practice. We definitely are going to bed earlier. My kids are getting up earlier. I'm starting to get myself out of bed before my kids. Just keep practicing those things a few days in advance. And I do believe that up to a week before is actually the prime time to be doing this. A couple other things that help ensure a great start to the school year is having your kids pick out their clothes the night before. I know this can be challenging with littles because sometimes they'll pick something the day before and it is just not going to happen the next morning, but you can try. And then once you continue to practice this, it does become habit. So the kids will eventually learn that you picked this out last night. This is what you're going to wear today. This also helps with older kids because it gives them one less thing to worry about in the morning so they don't get up and they don't have to get moving and think about what they're going to wear and take the time to do that. If they choose it the night before, they can get up, they can get dressed, and it just kind of moves things a little bit smoother. I did mention making lunches the night before as well, but another thing that I would highly recommend is creating a meal plan. Meal plans are really great and helpful. This is something that I have used in the past while working and what I will continue to do as I start this new school year is we meal plan for the week. And it's not so much meal planning for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but it's definitely meal planning for dinner. Meal planning can be especially helpful if you have kids who are involved in sports, if you have kids who are involved in programs after school, if you are picking kids up from daycare, 
When you get home and there's no in-between time, it is just time to eat and everybody is hungry, meal planning can really come in handy. One of the things that I would encourage you to look at is freezer meals. If you have a deep freezer or you're one of those people that actually does not have a full freezer, which is not me, I would highly encourage you to take a look at my friend's podcast. My friend Christine has a podcast called The Meal Spouse Mastermind Show. Episode 19 of her podcast is titled, Do You Struggle to Get Dinner on the Table When Your Active Duty Spouse is Gone? Although this is for military spouses, most of her podcasts, pretty much the majority of her podcasts can be applied to anyone. This episode especially can be applied to any working mom, any working dad, anybody who struggles sometimes to get dinner on the table. I highly encourage you to check it out. Again, the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show, because in this, she breaks everything down for you. She even supplies you with a sample menu. I will put the link up to her website so that you can even go and get that menu for yourself. But she completely explains how it is a process and it does take time. But you could have a whole freezer full of meals just sitting there waiting for you when you get home to make your life a little bit easier. And I am telling you, one day I am going to have a deep freezer just for this purpose. What she explains is just absolutely amazing. And once you do it the first time, it does become a faster process and makes it easier. It also becomes easier because you find out what meals your family enjoys the most and things that they don't particularly care for so you don't ever have to make them again. But I encourage you to check out Christine's podcast, The Mill Spouse Mastermind Show, episode 19, to learn more about freezer meals. One of the last things that I really want to talk about for ensuring a successful school year is actually two things that I want to briefly mention is to keep that designated workspace for your child in your home. This is something that I talked a lot about before COVID. This is something I talked about during COVID. You want to make sure that your child has a very good space for them to learn and to experience learning at home. This can be a corner in their room. It can be a desk in their room. It can be at the kitchen table. And this is not to say that some kids need absolute quiet. My husband is one of those people who always has to have music on. It drives me nuts because I do like to have absolute quiet when I am working. When I'm working on anything, I like it to be quiet. My husband is not that way and that is not how he learns. So have a conversation with your student about the best way that they learn and what a good workspace would look like. This also ensures that they know that when they sit down to get their work done, they're sitting down to get their work done. Set those rules for their computers that they are not to be looking at or researching things that they shouldn't be during that time. Make sure that you are also looking over their shoulder, making sure they're staying on task, but also building that independence for them to get their homework done on their own. Which just leads me into one of the last things that I really want to stress. This school year, I would like for all of you to really set a goal to allow your kids to make their own decisions. This applies for kids from two to three years old, all the way up until college and into adulthood. I have not finished reading this book, but I will refer to it plenty of times throughout a lot of my podcasts. The book is called The Self-Driven Child, The Science and Sense of Giving Your Kids More Control Over Their Lives. It's by Dr. William Stixrud and Ned Johnson. This book really, really talks to the fact of how important it is to build independence with your kids. 
When your kids are able to make decisions on their own for themselves, for what they know to be true to them, for what they know is best for them, and they can actually explain their reasoning as to why they believe that, it opens up a discussion as to either a parenting discussion on, I really, really see how you believe that, and I really see why that is what you feel is best, but as the parent, this is how things are going to be now. The other type of conversation that comes out of that is perspective, and we were all teenagers once, but for many of us, it was a very, very long time ago, and we are living in a world that is so different from the world that we grew up in. There are so many new dangers, so many new challenges, and there are so many things that our children will be faced with that when they are in the moment, it is so important that you are confident that your child is going to make the right decision. When you start this process with your children at a very young age, you are providing them with the freedom to think for themselves. This gets then applied to the classroom. This gets applied to options and choices that they will make in sports. This gets applied to future jobs that they will decide to take or turn down. We have to communicate with our kids and constantly have discussions about what we believe is best for them because we are coming from a parenting point of view, but we also have to listen to their perspective and hear what they themselves as an individual believes is best for them. I encourage you to have communication, communication, communication with your student throughout this entire school year. This also helps build the relationship of trust between you and your child, which will then continue into many, many years of building a really strong family dynamic. Kids have so many things to deal with these days, as I mentioned. It's just so important that they feel safe in your home, that they know that you are always there for them, that you are going to support them, that you are going to listen to them, that you are going to consider what they have to say, but that ultimately they also understand that you are still the parent, that you have to sometimes make the decision for them. Other times they can and will make the decision for themselves. And as the parents, it is then our job to trust our children. But that time starts now. It is never too late. Your kids are never too old. Just keep that open line of communication. That's it for this episode on ensuring the most successful school year ever (laughs) so that you can have another most successful school year ever next year. If you have any questions or insight or feedback, I would love to hear it. I thank you all so much for listening, and I wish you all the very best 2021-2022 school year. If you enjoyed this episode and think that somebody else might enjoy it too, please feel free to share it. Also, just like students, teachers love gold stars too. If you wouldn't mind leaving me a gold star review on whatever platform you're listening in on, I would really appreciate your support. Thank you for listening to Talk With Family Talk. Bye. See you next time.